From the time I was 11 or 12, I decided that I was going to be my own mentor. Having been disappointed by the traditional figures in my life who were typically charged with mentorship, I got it into my young head that things were ultimately up to me. I would succeed or I would fail. I would grow or I would regress. And it felt strange, perhaps more to the point, vulnerable, for me to invest that power into someone else. So for whatever reason, I decided that I didn't need mentors. I would be my own. This philosophy, if you could even call it a philosophy, predominated throughout my high school experience. Teachers' attempts to guide me this way or that were always met with resistance, always bucked against, always pushed back, until I was left to my own devices to sink or swim. And sink I often did. It was the same way in college. I had professors, instructors, even fellow students who offered mentorship and whose mentorship I rejected, politely, relying instead on what I felt to be my own clear-eyed plans for my own self-sustaining life. Mentorship was weakness, and I was not weak, because I would show the person who was supposed to be my mentor all those years ago how much that mentorship was not needed. Thank you very much. Thus I went through my entire life, at least up until now. In my first job at a publishing company, I worked for Dave Eggers, my literary hero. He was very enthusiastically interested in mentoring me, even in his harsh way. But I pushed him away because I, I would rather have proved to him my worth on my own than make him a part of producing it. I went into journalism, where I worked in an isolated chamber for many years, honing my craft by myself in my way, rebuffing what few attempts to shape me and my voice I was lucky enough to receive along the way. I have no doubt that my work suffered and continues to suffer because of this resistance to advice and to guidance. How many opportunities had I sacrificed? How many potential stories and how much growth as a writer did I cheat myself out of? It hurts to think about. Even now, I find it hard to reach out, to admit I need and want help growing as an educator. A weak little part of me always thinks I know better, though I hope a growing part of me wants to be vulnerable uh, to influence in ways I couldn't allow myself to be when I was younger. For now though, I think what mentorship existed in my life really came through my closest friendships. This was precisely because these relationships were or seemed to be on equal footing. I didn't label it mentorship, and therefore the lessons in those relationships were easier to learn from friends than from colleagues or teachers or anyone with 10 plus years on me. In thinking about this, it was impossible for me not to think about my best friend, one of my oldest friends, Ben Siegel, who helped me realize so much about myself and my shortcomings and my strengths. Um, through our friendship as any great mentor would but it was really just a friendship in my mind not a mentorship and that's what maybe made those lessons sink in and get past my defense shields um, I talked to Ben um, recently for a different project but what we talked about um, relates to this project so much uh, that it fits in perfectly and so our conversation follows Thank you.
Thanks, Ben, for agreeing to be interviewed by me. It's my pleasure. Thanks for asking. Of course. So I just wanted to start um, by asking, do you remember how we met? I remember very clearly that the day that you and I met, um, I had started uh, a couple of weeks before you uh, in our internship at the Buffalo News. Um, I tend to remember little details uh, for no good reason, but I started in the middle of May and on my birthday, June 1st was your first day. And you walked into the newsroom and I knew you were coming with some of the other new interns. And um, um, I remember you were wearing um, some kind of colored pant. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, you were wearing like, like they weren't like, it wasn't like a loud color, but it was like a, a like a purple or blue pants. And I thought, oh, wow, someone's got style here. Yeah, but <laughs> then you got to know me more and you saw that I actually well, that was style. That was before I had technically met you. So yes, I didn't really understand, but yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm maybe the least stylish person that I personally know um, <laughs> and or have ever met, honestly. So what is it, and be honest with this one, for the good yeah. and the bad, what is, what is it like to be friends with me? <laughs> um, it is um, fun to be friends with you because we only have fun together and we talk about things that are really interesting and uh, it's never boring to be friends with you. Um, even when we go you know, for, for weeks uh, at a time of not talking, which I think is a very common thing in long friendships. Um, whenever we do get back together and talk, it's um, it's always, you know, ha has the same energy as it always has. Um, you're a stubborn person, <laughs> uh, as am I, um, but um, sometimes I really kind of bang my head against the wall a little bit at your stubbornness, but it's, it's uh, I, I know that about you and I, and I prepare myself, so. It's not, uh, it's not anything alarming or, you know, bothersome. Um, yeah, I, but you're a great friend and you're, you're, uh, it's, I've, I've not, I haven't sustained too many friendships in, in life for this long. I think you're one of like two people really that I've known for as long as we've known each other. And that, yeah. I think that says a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just lazy, you know, as a friend. So. <laughs> So that's oh, why I have my it's nothing about you really. I know. No, no, same. Same. <laughs> um how how have we navigated uh difficult times or arguments in our friendship? Not always easily, but um I think, you know, something that that I came to learn about you pretty early on, which certainly rubbed off on me, is the idea of honesty being the best policy. Um, and I think sometimes I've failed at that. Uh, I don't know if that's something you have failed at, but I think it's human to fail at that. Um, so knowing that that would always sort of be the, the cleanser, you know, uh, between like, how are we going to get through a little bump in the road uh that's that always seems to be 
the way through and it, it seems to work. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I remember like earlier, early on in our friendship, like I got really mad at you at one point because like I felt like you weren't inviting me to like hang out with your friends as much as I was inviting you to hang out with my friends. Do you remember that? And we I had, do, yeah. But I feel like the more we talked about it, that made us be, even become better friends because we kind of understood more about each other, you know, once we had that argument. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just the fact that there was like the comfort in being able to say, I feel this way and I don't feel good about it. And uh, it was always a very honest, upfront con conversation, even if it wasn't comfortable. Um, but I think that there's a lot to be said for accepting someone's accepting someone as they as they come to you, you know, uh, as honestly as as they are, accept them where they are and meet them halfway and go from there. So one thing I want to say is that um, in our friendship, like I've learned a lot from you most mostly, though, I think about how I've learned to like open up more as a person because I think when we first met like I was definitely much more closed off and like I don't know what the right way to describe it is but like reactionary and self-defensive and, and those kinds of things like I remember like when my mom got sick like I thought like I, I remember very specifically I had a conversation with you where I said like I don't need you I don't need anybody else like I don't need a shoulder to cry on so like just don't make a big deal out of it um which is ridiculous in retrospect because that was exactly what I needed and that's who you became like over the years. So, um, and I think watching you kind of interact with people and just be yourself and be open and just have not, not no filter, but like just be free with your emotions and your um, feelings for lack of a better word was like a huge lesson for me that that's okay. And like, it helped me come out of my shell a little bit and my my sort of like jerky self-defense mechanism that I was trapped in in my early 20s. So thank you for that. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. And I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be something to learn. You know, like this is going to be like something to work through uh, for both of us uh, because I had come from I suppose a household or I don't know, I just, it was always very natural to me to say what I felt um, or to emote very openly. Um, and I never occurred to me that somebody might not think that way. Right. Um, so it was a, it was a great learning experience for me too. And I, and I think we're the better for it. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Ben. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for asking me to do this. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.